0: Hello, welcome to Building Through Him podcast. My name is Mary Jo Parrish. I'm the founder of Kingdom Builders. In this episode, we are going to be discussing the Kingdom Builder wheelbarrow. Our logo is a wheelbarrow. Why? And then how to plan with your goals that the Holy Spirit lays upon your heart. So i always like to start off with some funny stories because the Lord loves to hear His children laugh. Ever around kids, if you hear their belly laughter, it's like so endearing. You just love to hear their laughter. And the Lord loves to hear our laughter too. So I had decided that I was going to buy these vitamin C packets from Sam's Club. And, you know, I get this humongous pack of vitamin C packets. It was actually before anyone knew anything about the virus that's caused the pandemic, which I've refused to speak the name of because if we're just going to let the glory of God speak over it. So I buy these huge pack of vitamin C powder packets that you, like, pour into your drink. And I'm, like, so excited. You know, I'm thinking, oh, this is wonderful. You know, it's, like, January, and no one will drink them. They're, like, take a sip, and they're, like, oh, it tastes terrible. Well, they taste delicious. It's ridiculous. My kids are being all whiny, and no one will take it. And I was, like, man, I totally wasted money on those vitamin C packets. And I was, like, whatever. And uh, the next week, uh, my son Aiden decides that he really wants to dress up like the Hamburglar and go into McDonald's and get a cheeseburger, which again, when you have a bunch of kids, you just kind of like let it roll. Sure. That sounds good. So my daughter's dye his hair blue. It's supposed to be, you know, whatever temporary dye supposed to be and paint his eyes like black. And he has this creepy smile and white face and, oh, it's so funny. And they go to buy the cheeseburger or whatever. They think it's hilarious. Then he takes a shower, and he gets out, and his hair is still blue. And he's like, Mom, I can't get it out. And I was like, what in the world? And he's got school the next day, and he goes to private school, so no blue hair is allowed. And I'm, like, trying to research on how, like, we're using vinegar and trying to rinse it out that way. And, like, a little bit comes out, but it is still bright blue. And I'm like, this is why no one should be dyeing their hair blue. I don't have time for this. And so I finally like go through all these different websites trying to find how to get out blue hair dye. And one of them says that you have to combine vitamin C packets with Dawn soap and make a paste and then massage it in the hair and like let it set in for 20 minutes. So I'm like making this paste, questioning like what world am I living in that I'm making a paste to remove blue dye from hair? This is the world of a mom with a lot of kids, I guess. I don't know. It's weird, but making this paste and... I'm like massaging it into his head and trying to get it all over. And he's like, Oh mom, that feels really nice. I'm like, no, I don't want it to feel nice. This is, should not be feeling nice. This is taking, <laughs> he's like, well, it does. It feels really nice. So I'm massaging in all this haste into Aiden's hair and we let it set there and rinse it out. And finally it's rinsed out. And I'm like, Oh, praise God. He's got blonde, his blonde hair back again. And, and I was like, I thought I was buying those vitamin C packets for my kid's health. no, I was buying the vitamin C packets to get out blue hair dye. I just didn't know it at the time. Surprise, surprise. Another time uh, over this past year, I I have two toddlers. I was making potato soup and I was making three pounds of bacon. One basically for people to snack on while the other two pounds is cooking because otherwise we don't end up with enough bacon. And then the other two pounds to go in the soup. And so it's had baked and cooled down and um, it's on like sheet trays and because I make bacon in the oven and I'm like walking around putting away laundry and I come out to the living room and I see my four-year-old on his potty chair in the living room. But by the way, we go to the bathroom in bathrooms. We do not go in the living room. He's on his potty chair in the, in the living room watching TV while Sebastian, his younger brother, is feeding him strips of bacon and the whole pan of bacon is on the living room carpet. And he's like feeding him bacon. And I was like, what are you boys doing and he was like, we're eating bacon, mom. So he's like using the bathroom while his brother's eating bacon. And that's basically my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is insane. So I take a picture of the bacon and the two toddlers, send it to the family group chat and one of my older daughters. She also lives in our city and she was like, ooh, are you making potato soup? Can I come over and have some? Like she knew immediately <laughs> What's happening? She knew potato soup was coming. I was like, yes, we can have potato soup. Um, But that's just a little bit of the craziness that's happens in my life. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on, all ages will call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things, the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped Israel his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise, to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. Amen. So in Kingdom Builders, we have a foundation, three things, is we pray for a minimum of 10 minutes every day. That's where we allow the Father to love us. And those 10 minutes are crucial. We don't ever go one day without getting 10 minutes of prayer in. We go to church on Sunday because that is a divine commandment, not a divine suggestion. And we stay in a state of grace. If we're struggling with any type of mortal sin, we get to confession or we get to self-help group or individual therapy, whatever we need to do in order to receive the fullness of God's grace. And then when we have built that strong foundation, we build ourselves, we build others, and we build the church. So kingdom builders, why a wheelbarrow? That's a little bit crazy. It's not feminine at all, really. You know, think about it. So I remember my pastor, Father Dan Scheit, talking about uh, the story of the fire at St. Paul's Cathedral. So in the 17th century, there was a fire and the architect, Sir Christopher Wren, was going around in disguise, talking to the different workers and asking them what they were doing. Well, they were moving bricks from one location to another. And he asked one worker, What are you doing? And he said, I'm moving bricks from here to there. He said, Oh, okay. And he goes to the next builder and says, What are you doing? And he says, I'm making a living for my family. Oh, okay goes to the next worker and says, what are you doing? And he stopped and he looked right at him and he said, with his arms outstretched, I am building a cathedral for the Almighty God under the direction of Sir Christopher Wren. So builders, what are you doing? We all have daily tasks. Dinner, work, caring for a spouse, caring for kids, caring for an elderly parent or elderly spouse. You know, all these things going on. But when we are doing the work of the Lord, everything we do is building his kingdom. So if you're visiting your deceased husband's grave, you're building the kingdom. When you're bringing lunch to a friend who's going through a difficult time, you're building the kingdom. We have to just keep on reminding ourselves, keeping perspective on what is most important and recognizing we are beloved daughters of an almighty king. And as he has chosen us... God has chosen us to go out and build his kingdom. When I was doing youth ministry, we thought it would be fun to ask our students, what do you wish your parents knew? And we thought like, oh my gosh, it'll be so good. And, you know, it was more like a fun exercise. And when we got back the responses and we didn't have them put their names on it so that they could be really honest, when we got back the answers, I had to stop so that I could cry. Really, just sob, actually. One person said, I wish my parents knew I was cutting. Another person said, I wish my parents knew I was addicted to pornography. I wish my parents knew I was being bullied. I wish my parents would take me to mass. I wish my parents would take me to confession. I wish my parents would stop looking at their phone and actually look at me. Our children are falling apart. Our families are falling apart. And now is the time where we need to come together and build God's kingdom. It begins right here and right now. When St. Francis was um, at the church at San Damiano, And Jesus came off the cross. He said, Francis, go and repair my house, which as you see is falling into ruin. And builders, our domestic church, the home is falling into ruin. And the Lord is calling us to rebuild that. St. Francis of Assisi says, hold back nothing of yourselves for yourselves, so that he who gives himself totally to you may receive you totally. Hold back nothing of yourself. Hold back nothing of yourselves for yourselves, so that he who gives himself totally to you may receive you totally. So I heard this one speaker say, if God was walking across this tightrope, he was walking across, walking, walking, um, and he stopped and said, Do you have faith in me that I can walk across the rest of this tightrope? What would you say? It's God. He can do anything he wants. Do you have faith in me? Yeah, we have faith in you, God. Walks across the tightrope. Awesome. And he goes back to one side and he gets a wheelbarrow. And he says, do you have faith in me that I can walk across this tightrope with the wheelbarrow? He's God. He can do anything, right? Do you have faith in me? Yes, I have faith in you, God. You can do anything. So he walks across the tightrope with a wheelbarrow he goes to the other side and he goes, turns back around. He's like, do you have faith in me? Do you believe in me? Do you believe that I can walk across this tightrope again with the wheelbarrow? Like, absolutely, God, you can do anything. I believe in you. And then he holds out his hand and says, get in. And that's what faith is, where we just bring everything before the Lord and we get in. We trust him with it all. We surrender everything to him. That's the wheelbarrow. And so that's part of the whole idea of the wheelbarrow on our logo. But we're also going to talk today about how to really plan with the goals that the Holy Spirit lays upon our hearts. So we talk about the foundation is like one of them is going to church on Sunday because that's the commandment is honor the Sabbath, right? God tells us this in his commandments. He carves it into stone. And that's not a suggestion. That's a command. And so we honor God by worshiping on Sundays, right? We honor the Sabbath also through rest and recreation. And we also honor the Sabbath by ordering his temple. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. So we know that the Lord has purchased us at a price, right? He died for us, and we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we are going to honor that. So one of the classes I took, um, my undergrad is in business, was talking about management strategies, that businesses plan. They do the plan, so they plan and set the goals. They perform Then they reflect upon what they have done with that performance, they adjust, and then they start the whole process over again. So it's plan, do, reflect, adjust. And if that feels like confusing, you can find more about that on our website. I kind of go into the exact same things I'm going now with like pictures. Um, But that plan, do, reflect, adjust. Uh, The first part is recognizing that we are more valuable than a million dollar corporation, right? We have great value. We are the crown jewel of God's creation. So as builders, as kingdom builders, we're going to do the same type of strategies. Plan, do, reflect, adjust. So the first part is planning. And we have measurable goal idea pamphlets or just praying with like, what does the Lord want for you? And starting to write down some goals. We don't choose too many goals, right? We're not going to overwhelm ourselves with goals because we are not slaves. We're beloved daughters of a king. We ask the Holy Spirit to gently guide us, and we ask that you do this on Sundays. If you know, Some people are, do have to work on Sundays. Um, I've had serious medical issues, and I've needed people to take care of me on Sundays. So if you need to move your day of rest to another day, you know that, that is fine as well. But our call to have a day of rest. So after church on Sundays or the day that you choose, spend time in prayer and then plan. Where's the Holy Spirit leading you this week? What are some goals that you're going to choose? Remember that our goals are going to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So let's say the Holy Spirit lays open your heart. He wants you to walk three miles a day on Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 9 to 10 a.m. See how specific that is? Uh, let's say he lays upon your heart a date night with your husband on Saturday. And every decade of your daily rosary for your priest. Then you're gonna write them down, you're gonna schedule them. And this is the best part of writing down goals is you get to cross them off, right? So you're gonna do them and cross them off. And that feels awesome. And then this is where most people stop. They will, you know, write down their goals. And if we're lucky, you know, we actually will do them and cross them off. And then they don't reflect, or let's say they don't do them, they're not reflecting we're actually going to do plan, do, reflect, okay? Because this is our management strategy, which we're applying to our life. Don't hide from your failures. That's how we grow in self-knowledge and know how to make good choices for the upcoming week. So you're going to spend an hour every Sunday sitting down. Let's look at the failures. I set these goals. Why didn't I work out? Well, my workout shoes were uncomfortable, Or my kids kept coming in when I was trying to be on the treadmill. You know, like recognize the failures. And then you're going to look at your foundation. You know, did I get my 10 minutes of daily prayer in a day? Minimum 10 minutes. Did I honor God on Sunday? Did I go to church? Did I stay in a state of grace? Is I struggling with any type of mortal sin? And then you're going to ask yourself, did I accomplish these goals that I set? And if not, what were the barriers? How can God help me overcome them? So if you didn't get the workout in because your kids were bugging you, maybe that's where you need to ask for assistance. Maybe you need to say, hey, on these three days a week, can you watch my kids or asking your husband to help out? Recognize the barriers and put things in place to help you achieve those goals. We also ask the Holy Spirit to help us become more aware of our peace and joy. This is part of our reflection. What decreased your peace and joy? You know, maybe it was overwhelming laundry, or, you know, the kids were at home for online learning, or maybe you spent too much time in social media. What decreased your peace and joy? And then what increased your peace and joy? Sometimes this is surprising, what increases your peace and joy? Was it the walk that you had to take from the city-county building to the library because you, you know, whatever? Sometimes it's surprising. Did you have increased peace and joy when you sat together as a family and ate dinner? Did you have increase in peace and joy when you were listening to praise and worship music and dancing? And then based upon those reflections, you adjust, you make adjustments. And then you take that moment just to thank God for even the smallest little bit of peace and joy. You know, thank you, Jesus, for that joy that I had when I was riding in my car with my teenager. And she's normally Sarah but she was actually open to discussing, you know, St. Catherine of Siena with me. And then we just keep on thinking, is there any one I need to ask for help to support me in reaching these goals? Or do I need to avoid anything that hinders my peace and joy? And then we just adjust the planning to encompass that goal for the next week. So that plan do reflect, adjust. So every Sunday when we sit down, we write those goals and we just ask the Lord, like, lay on my heart what you want from me, Lord. And we don't overwhelm it, right? We listen to the Holy Spirit. We set our goals. We plan our week. And then we just remember. Um, I heard that someone tell the story that no one gets to wake up the king in the middle of the night except a son or a daughter. You know, you're not a slave to the Lord. He wants your peace and joy. He desires your peace and joy. And so when you're listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and you're writing it down, and you're aware of what the barriers are and how to overcome them, that he will bring abundance from that. When you approach the tabernacle, remember he has been waiting for you for 20 centuries. And that just what it really comes down to, builders, is that when we come before the Lord, especially in the tabernacle, whether it be in adoration or the mass, that when we worship him there, everything becomes so much more clear because that will seek first the kingdom of God right there. Like that is Jesus right there. And that allows us to be loved so that we know what He wills for our life, and we can be obedient to that, and then we can have His abundance. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.